I actually do flirt in business, and I don't. I'm not ashamed of it. So I'll give you some examples. Okay, but like, <laughs> just to clarify, like, suck a dick is is quite up there when it comes. Like, it's pretty intense form of flirting. Like, I would say that. It's... Hey guys, welcome back to the Reason Brand. I'm your host Jane, and I'm here with my co-host Max. Say what's up, Max. Hi guys, what's up, Max? Okay, so today's podcast is. Do you want to name the title of it? Well, you seem to have a better idea what it's about, but uh, I think it's something about like sex, <laughs> uh, sex, sex, and marketing and, and branding and, and advertising. So the reason why this podcast is called "Why Marketing Is Kind of Like the Human Cycle," um, which is also called uh, "Making Love," or you could call it "Fucking," or you could call it "Sex," dependent on how PG we want to go. Um, but Max told me a wonderful story about his um, current lover and I thought it would be so interesting to just talk about why uh, his experience with love um, and my experience with marketing well I guess both of us but more your, you so like can tell me a little bit why it's so related um, and why we should really learn from sex and, and it, just to, to take to marketing okay that's pushing it but basically I gave one example right where sex is a bit just, like just, marketing. go 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 just talk about the story Talk about sex, baby. Let's talk about no, you. No, no, and... no, no, no. Talk about your story with the kitchen counter. Oh my god! Like it's not a story with a kitchen counter. Kitchen counter was a secondary character in that story. Uh, so the the idea behind the story was that something that you do really well, something that you've done repeatedly, and you got tired of potentially, and you feel like it's not something that's super exciting. If you do it with different people, then for each new person, it's going to seem like something that is very exciting and uh, kind of um, very emotional. So I was kind of thinking about comparing a pitch, right? And uh, go into, you know, in a pitch, you have this moment of like a joke that you crack or a really good slide or a really good animation or just this crescendo when you present the idea, you do you do it in a certain way, like you change slides in a certain way, you say a certain thing or something like that. And then I noticed that for myself, I was doing that and I was getting tired of it uh, because it's like I've done it before. Right. And you kind of, you know, it feels like it's getting boring, but it's only getting boring for you. And obviously you don't pitch for yourself. You pitch for the client. So same thing can be with uh, something sexual. Let's say uh, uh, having sex with um, with with your partner being bent over, like facing the sink, looking out of the window and then you are behind. And then perhaps you've done that before, but that was a different person. So you can't <gasps> not do this because it's like, oh, I've already done, like you work for the client um, still. Oh my God, that came out weird. There was no like <laughs> financial remuneration. Anyways, the point. <laughs> um, I mean, like, so I watched a movie called 365 Days on Netflix. Yeah. And honestly, did you watch it yet? Uh, no. The only thing I know about that movie is that there is a moment when uh, some dude asks, are you lost girl or are you lost baby girl or something baby like girl. that? Baby girl. Apparently people want other people to say it, including myself, and I don't understand why. You should... I was watching a movie called 365 Days, and the entire story is this guy named Massimo. He's like the most supreme rich person that can... What does he do? Uh, he does uh, illegal trading, like mafia stuff, I think, in the movie. So he's like, he's an entrepreneur. He's a marketer. He's Max Clementko. He's the founder of Max and Clementko. 
company. No. Wow. Okay. But he does like shady stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, so when Laura, Laura's a girl like a captured or the lover of Massimo, Laura asks Massimo, what do you do? And Massimo just said, I run a few businesses. And then she asks, like, what type of businesses? And he couldn't answer it. So we, like, we never really understand, but he's definitely an entrepreneur, digital marketer, Clement Co. type person. He's, oh, he's the type of guy who's like, oh, it's, it's complicated or like, it's yeah, a few different yeah. things or. Yeah, it's a few different things. I'm a, I'm a serial entrepreneur. Dude, how many people you know are in Massimo? Like, I have so many friends that can't answer what they do. Um, I think you have a good answer for what you do. I think sometimes it's just hard, you know, because people do do different things. Um, but for work, like, I think most of my circle can, can easily answer what they do. Oh, me. no, I was joking. I can't even answer what I do sometimes. It's so yes, hard to can. say. Like, you say you make videos. Yeah, but... Yeah. I'm also, like... So you're uh, not lost, baby girl. So, like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't tell you you lost, do baby girl. Do not call me not. baby girl one more time. So basically what happens is there's a boat scene where Massimo and Laura finally do the dirty. But the entire movie was Laura teasing Massimo that she will give him her body. And I feel like that tease is so actually resemblance in marketing. Like how many times do you, you see YouTubers when they drop merch, they like kind of, you know, tease a little bits of it before they drop it. I feel mm-hmm. like human psychology is always like if you can't see the full thing or you can't have it, you want it more. So mm-hmm. 365 Days taught me that it's so important if you're launching product or anything to, in a way, if you want to abuse it, you can, but I recommend not to, but give people what they can't have and they want it more. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. And um, But actually, like on that, if I had to push back on that point, you know how movie trailers used to kind of be very concise and like not they used to not give out whole that much of the film right kind of back in the days just like sets a story and like it's like 30 seconds or whatever and then that's it so like but looking at the latest kind of like marvel has a whole film like worth of teasers for their different films and like their kind of trailers are minutes and minutes long and people still go to the cinema so it's like i think when you have a good product then you don't have to kind of resort to that tactic if you have the, that like cult type following like Marvel does. But yeah, for sure. And like in advertising, a friend of mine um, who is a who is a kind of very, very big and successful marketer, he always talks about like how in his ads and some of them were kind of hyper successful uh, for huge brands. He he likes this idea of like possibility and probability of sex being a constant, but without it being kind of... Um, stated directly so there is this like floating idea that sex might happen soon but it's never like extremely clear like okay they're gonna have sex but it's just kind of like it's it's in it's in ambiance oh um, i like oh i saw this tweet and it was like i don't want to have sex i just want sexual tension and i kind of vibe with that statement uh, i don't vibe with that statement at all actually. <laughs> okay, so let's go to our third uh sex hack <laughs> <laughs> i'm a hack about I... like sexual tension Okay. Um, like flirting. I, How about flirting? Let me start from the top. So I definitely <laughs> flirt in business, um, and I'm not ashamed of it. So one example is I love a moment of silence. Like, one thing I do is eye contact. Like, I'm really, like, obviously I can't really do it right now over Zoom with client meetings, but what I'll do is if I really want a project and I want someone's attention, I'll just, like, slow down and, like, don't say anything and just, like, kind of, like, just stare into, like, deep into the eyes. And then when I talk, I have, like, this kind of raised eyebrow approach where I just, like, look intense into your eyes. 
and I can basically say whatever I want, and you'll listen. But it's harder over Zoom. The really? Key, so you do that? That's the, crazy. But what? what but if, the key, though. Okay. What's What's the key? But the key is to do a lot of pauses and to not talk a lot. So like, I sigh a lot. I'm just like, <sighs> like if I'm I'm trying to show that I'm thinking, or before I say something, I'll take a deep breath, and then like that gets people to listen. Okay. So like. <laughs> No, no, really. But you speak really, really fast. How do you manage the pauses? Like, do you I'm do also... you reconfigure yourself? Like, because I can't shut you up. So, like, can you do that with me? Okay, yeah, I'm not doing it right now. I only do it in okay. like more serious settings. Yeah. Okay, so like serious. Yeah, serious. That's crazy. That's crazy. I mean, well, it's like it's difficult to put like a like a hard line between flirting and just being nice and like interpersonally pleasant True. right so it's like you can and like what i found with myself and and that i think maybe partially is due to my like ukrainian kind of upbringing uh, like i found that when when it's about like doing the work and when i'm working alongside someone or someone's working for me like i'm much more lenient on a on a woman than i am on a guy and I think that's probably wrong or, or whatever. But I find myself, like, with the dude, I'm much more kind of blunt. And I think that with with, with a girl, it would be much more kind of beating around the bush, like, explaining what's good and what's not and stuff like that. But I think I probably should take that tactic and adopt it to guys, too, because I think it works much better than uh, kind of being very straightforward. Um, but, yeah. But that's like a no, yeah, I'm definitely... Thing. I'm definitely better around men. Yeah, I'm better around women for sure. For sure. Like I really struggle yeah. sometimes with dudes like if we don't, you know, if we don't bond over like football or something like that, like I really struggle. Uh, if we yeah, do it's... bond over sports or uh like a common interest, then then it gets much easier. Um but Otherwise, I think since I was, I think as a kid until the age of 14, I haven't, until the age of 12 or 13, I haven't had like a single good guy friend. None. I just had like girls as friends. Wait, who's um, your best friend right now? Um, well, it's actually you. Oh, that's right <laughs> answer. <laughs> right kinda, answer. Kinda, kinda, kinda. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, let's go back to the topic. I don't even know where we're going with this podcast, but mm. um, I want to say thanks so much for listening, guys. We officially ha- hit 205 star reviews on iTunes. Shit, for real. Yeah. 205 star reviews. So that means what? A thousand stars? Yes. <gasps> Whoa. Oh. No, the thousand stars never be alive. Oh, you love that movie. Yeah. Okay. Um, I actually don't know what movie you're talking about. I actually wanted to talk about something else, which is, like, attractiveness in general. Yeah, so talk about it, sure. Attractiveness and, like, being outgoing. Because someone mentioned it to me recently how... And, like, statistically speaking, right, attractive people have it easier in life. Like, that's a fact. And you can see that playing out in job interviews. You can see that playing out um, in pitches and, like, so many things. It's crazy that it's, it's the case. Like, attractive people have it better and are more well-placed for success. But also online, right? 
right? Like you can you can think about kind of different niches, right? From kind of garden into obviously beauty, but also to education. It's like there is a clear bias towards more attractive people, or like at least that's how I feel. So I wonder if you have any opinion on that, and like like what's your take on it? Yeah, I heard this quote. It was like attractive people are more trustworthy. Not necessarily, right? But yeah. people trust more because they think if you're good looking on one thing, you're also good on another thing. And this principle um, is obviously not always right, but I feel like that's why good looking people have more success with pitches because if you look good on the outside, they're like, oh, you're probably good at that marketing skill, which is not always true. Um, and I, I see it play out with especially like influencers on in TikTok. Like TikTok is a very visual even more so visual than Instagram right now, I feel like. But um, yeah, it's why people make memes. Why like the only people that get uh, pretty are uh, the only people that really pop up of TikTok are attractive people. Because um, I don't really know like average looking people on TikTok that are like on my for you page. So it's extremely like disheartening. But I, I understand Wait. why. Wait. So this means two things. Either I'm not average looking, or I'm never on your for you page. So. I'm yeah, not even not sure which you're one I really prefer. Wait, do, would you say that you are, would you consider yourself attractive? I think so, but like not in the sense of like, like, like pretty or something like that. I think attractive is like a very nice word because it's like pleasant looking, like nice kind of, you know, like. So do you think you're hot? Like, I don't know, because I think for me. And also, like, where I come from, like, male uh, kind of looks are judged in a completely different way. And I, I, I get that that's kind of wrong and, and uh, it's double standards and stuff like that. So I get that. But, like, for me, I think there is definitely a combination of what you do, how you speak, how you show up, like, what kind of kind of aura you have, like, around you. So it's very difficult to reconcile that from, like, the meat sack you're in and, like, how symmetrical <laughs> your face is. Like, I think that like a huge part and also in my experience like a huge part of how attractive person comes off is like just kind of the general vibe and stuff like that you know so i agree someone that's means not necessarily can hold a conversation or can hold themselves or less attractive for sure um even if you're the hottest person with the greatest body i think your persona has so much to do with it um i'm trying to think how this is an example i mean yeah i feel like I've always been very insecure about my physique, um, but, like, I'm pretty happy with my, I guess, my warmth with people. Like, I feel like I'm friendly in, a, in some sense. But, um, yeah, I mean, I've personally been more insecure on the physical aspect in my life. I think that wasn't the question, but I was wondering if you struggle with physical or more internal stuff lately. Mm. I mean, you do realize that, like, that you are, like... I am, like, a... You're like pretty. You, you, you like you understand that. Like you're not delusional. Thanks, but but yeah, continue. just yeah. Um, what was um? <laughs> I was gonna ask if you, do you, are you more like someone that's insecure about your physique or your like personal mm. or both? Like, what are you insecure about? I think like when I was a kid, like not to get bullied because when I was a kid, I was super small. And I, I I don't think I was like <laughs> all that attractive, um, but I was like funny. So I had to I had to compensate it somehow because if I don't, I would get beaten up. Like, and I didn't want that. So I kind of became funny and I became really good with words, uh, so I could like sting back easy. So like any bully, I could I could easily like embarrass him if I wanted to. 
Uh, and that kind of became like my thing, like being kind of uh, smart and funny wow. before I had like any kind of like d- development or anything like that. Self-defense. Nice. I like a nonviolent. But yeah, yeah, exactly. But also partially because I couldn't compete on the physical side. I was like always down to like have a fight, but <laughs> the odds weren't in my favor, especially when I was like younger. So I think kind of I had to develop other qualities. Yeah. Wait, but were you so you were insecure about your physical or you didn't really care? I wasn't like insecure. I I, I didn't really care all that much. Okay. Yeah, yeah, like because I think like my mom always told me that I was the best and like I was just the best. So I just kind of had that blown up self-esteem. And partially, I think, like, becoming funny and whatever, like, smart was just a self-defense mechanism. Wow. Literal self-defense mechanism, like, not to not to be bullied at school. I think that, I mean, I'm going to share this story. It's kind of a little bit more sad. I feel like yours is pretty cool. But I feel like I struggled with my physical aspect because I knew in school, like, in high school or middle school, I was one of the top students, like, at least the top 10% of my entire grade, like, grade-wise. Um, I was also, like pretty advanced like i think that i was also really into music i was like the first year in violin like i think educational wise and music musical i guess because i play music i was pretty happy the one thing i struggled with though is when i, I remember this so vividly and it's kind of sad i don't know if i should share it but i feel like our audience would be you know might be relatable but i feel like right now especially it's very relevant on tiktok for people to have like body image issues whether it's like you feel like you're too skinny or too fat for me i felt like i was never the right weight so i remember my mom she like made me go on a scale in the doctor's office because you know when you go to doctor's office you like have to weigh yourself and i remember like she she said like my doctor took the weight and then my mom was like you have to do it again and the doctor's like why and then my mom was like because she's overweight and i literally cried because like i was like fifth grade and my mom just she she thought there was something wrong with me and i already like don't worry guys i already confronted her we're like we're fine with it but i think ever since then i'm like mentally kind of scarred and i think that's why i can't necessarily be always happy with myself because i always feel like something's wrong with me (laughs) but i'm getting better it was like fifth grade so i'm fine now whoa i mean i think i think you perfectly exemplify the, the the point of like everyone has insecurities and your insecurities is actually much more internal than they are external. Like, you know, Hailey Bieber can be more insecure than my neighbor, really? you know, and my yeah, neighbor, you're right, you're right. You, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's especially yeah. when you, cause you, you can still compare yourself to like others, you know, Hailey Bieber can compare herself to, um, I don't know, like someone, someone who's more attractive. I can't think of anyone. I don't know. Someone. Uh, Selena like, Gomez. No. <laughs> I mean, there's like, like, I don't know. Like my mom. Let's, let's say my mom. Anyways. Um, yeah. And then they, they would get upset. So, and it's like also like body image issues and stuff like that. Like in my experience, it's crazy. Like how many, and I don't know anything about like guys, like how guys, like the only naked guys I saw is like, uh, I kind of in, in a sauna and like we just chilling. Like no one is really insecure in that situation. Um, but I think with Wait, girls, so you've never been ins- insecure about your body. Like, I wouldn't call it insecure. Like, I've I've definitely been like unhappy, hmm. but it's something that isn't like a huge priority for me. So, like, I a huge priority for me is exercise and like, and fitness, like in general, because I kind of like it and I've just done it that way all the time. 
like sometimes I'm like, oh, like whatever, I'm uh, I'm losing. For example, now it's like, okay, I'm losing muscle. I'm not, I haven't gone to the gym in a while, but it's also like I'm flipping it as like a conscious decision of like, but when I do go, then it's all going to come so quickly and that's going to be exciting. So I don't really like lose any sleep over it or anything like that. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, I, I mean, but yeah, it's it's crazy how like insecurity really doesn't depend on any objective measure. It uh, doesn't. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Where we're trying to go with this, guys? I guess the message here is that we all are just like you. No. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you talk about us like we're some creators. Like, oh my god. Like we're so much superior. No, I really think that. Like, um. Okay, another tactic. Yeah. Tactic. Yeah, tactic. tactic. I don't know if you do this, but you know how, like, on YouTube, if you're self-deprecating, it's more attractive. Mm, okay i can see that like do you know what i'm talking about like there's this whole trend with like emma chamberlain kind of like type videos being more self-deprecating to be more ideal uh to get a grow your audience essentially because people don't like people that are too confident yeah i i i know that because people don't like me and i'm too confident oh really i don't think you're that confident okay i think you're super confident but i don't think you're cocky i think you're, yeah, you're just think, kind of but I've, I've heard that before uh really yeah but yeah but yeah i I can see that so keep going yeah emma chamberlain she's like more relatable yeah more more relatable yeah and i don't know if this is like a marketing technique or a sex technique but like i think one aspect of kind of getting what you want in a weird way is being on like being down self-deprecating um to like make people empathize and almost like pity for you i'm not sure if you ever used this before but i know on youtube it's very like even if it's not intentional a lot of people do it so they can like be more relatable and quirky yeah i actually had a had a comment that kind of really hit me uh it was a few weeks ago and i posted something about like speaking to my crush or like getting rejected or something like that uh and there was this long ass comment saying uh i'm i'm see i've noticed this a few times about you you pretend that uh, you don't get luck with women in order to gain more female audience. And uh, this is like very dishonest and blah, 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 blah. I was like, what the fuck? Is it true? No, it's it's just like, no. I mean, it's not, I never said that like, oh my God, like, like it was just a joke about getting rejected. Everyone gets rejected, you know? Um, just like some, I guess, more often than others. Yeah. Um, damn. I'm trying to think of the last hate comment I got. I got a really mean hate comment the other day. Do you read your hate comments? Yeah. Yeah. You do? Do you reply to them? Yeah. <gasps> what do you say? Um, it's like it depends because I get a lot of intellectual hate based on stuff that I post. Like if it's about gender pay gap or like feminism or something like that, then I would get like a, a wave of dudes saying like, uh, pussy or like something like that. <laughs> uh I just, I just like, I lit. I'm so petty. Like, I would go to a person's profile and like see what they're doing and be like, okay, fuck. Like, okay, how about like we actually lay it out here? Uh, <gasps> sometimes, sometimes I just go like, okay. Sometimes I go like, thanks for feedback and stuff like that. But I do like to yeah. reply still. Or I go, you know, this video sucks, dude. You're not funny. Stop. I just go uh, like, I'm really sorry that it didn't quite work for you. But next time, I'll actually try harder. Uh, to amuse you so thank you very much and it's like and very often the hater would come back saying like yo like i didn't mean it <laughs> you know like you're cool <laughs> like, 
dude whenever i get hate comments i just say you write like i'm like you write though and it's kind of a funny way just to say like because I don't take myself that seriously, or I've learned to not take myself seriously. So some people are like, this bitch doesn't know what she's talking about. She's just like, um, she's made out of her daddy's money. So I literally just comment back, you right, though. And then typically, yeah, you're right. Like the the other hate comment would be like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like, I didn't mean it. Like, I'm like, really sorry. Um, but that's how I sometimes respond. Um, I just agree with it because it's just funny. But I know like most recently I got a hate comment and it was really really specific and you know how you know like the more specific the more painful and i'll read it out loud give me one minute moment guys i hope it didn't come from me yeah it was uh max clemenko um yeah max clemenko saying what thanks for the cake disappointed what's it called oh yeah this guy i can't even oh this is so mean oh Okay. Okay. Okay, I'm ready. <laughs> okay, don't cry. Come on. Wait. Okay. So if I Come read on, it, don't be can shy. you? That's <laughs> more. Don't be shy. Come on. Oh my god. Okay. From Connie Chan. Subject line. LOL. Why do you have so many businesses, but like none of them are successful? Your biggest problem is you think you can manage them all at the same time. LOL. Your ego so desperately wants to be a girl boss. It's embarrassing. Not to mention that you're a total social climber and only use people for what they can give you. So how do they know that you're a social climber? Fuck you! But how though? <laughs> well, I don't know who this is from, but from Connie Chan, you write. I appreciate your feedback, and I accept it. You're kind of right, though. Not gonna lie. I mean, it's not true. It's not really true because it's like it's not necessarily that you want to be a girl boss so bad. It's just that you want to do stuff so bad, and like Chan, Mister Mrs. Chan probably wants that too. Okay. You know? Yeah, I guess. It was kind of sad though, because I read it and I'm like, hmm. I think it's slightly sexist. I think, I think, I think that bit. they they wouldn't comment the same thing to a dude. True, true, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Wow. But so, is it like an email? Because you said subject. Yeah, line. it's a fucking email. Someone literally wow. had the audacity That's to amazing. email me. That's amazing. It's not like a comment or DM. It's an email. Like, you know how much barrier entry an email is? This person hates me. <laughs> I mean, I think there is also something about, like, now that we talk about attractiveness and that being, like, a variable in your success, right? Like, there is something about if you are, let, let's let's take fame, right? It's one measure of success, right? It's not the only one. There are so many, like, others, but, like, fame yeah. is, is, is the one that you can kind of easily point to. So, like, if the reason for your fame is your looks like i'm not sure if that's the best spot i know that like people have careers based on their looks and stuff like that but like for for me and i'm not saying that, like i have the stats but like for me like that wouldn't be fulfilling at all like yeah at all so and, and i guess maybe it's maybe it's the same for you even though kind of yeah i don't know i don't know if it's the same for you what do you mean like like imagine if uh, you know two kind of scenarios be more successful but all of that success is based on your appearance 
Oh yeah. Or be less successful, but it's for your businesses or something that you actually do. I mean, it's just kind of the same thing. It's like your appearance fades. So I rather, I honestly prefer to. It doesn't, yeah, for sustainability, right? If you have a less successful business, it will take you longer than a physical aspect by default, right? By human genetics, right? Mm. Yeah, um, well, I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know how much it fades. Like, I think in my fifties, I will be in my prime. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, keep going. Okay. <laughs> no, I was gonna say like um. Have you ever like used the the old face filter on TikTok? Do you look good? Mm, I look okay. I kind of look a oh. bit like old Captain America. I look so ugly, dude. I'll send you a picture later. Um, don't. Okay. Okay. Keep going. Okay. No, but I was gonna say I um. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so I think there's definitely pretty. Pro- <laughs> So there's definitely yeah. pretty privilege. Pretty yeah. privilege is so real. But even more so, there's so there's my friend Ryan Trayan. He has an argument on his channel. And he said, like, gold diggers are just as bad as people who like people for their personality. Because when you think about it, a gold digger likes someone for their money. But on the flip side, you could like someone just for their personality or their looks. Like, it's the same level. Do you agree with that? Of course not. <laughs> really? Of course not. No, because like, think about because it. Because money right? can be detached from a person. You can take mo- money and go. You can't take personality and derive any value intrinsic from person. For example, right? Say you like, say I, say Max, let's see. Say that there's a girl, right? You don't mm-hmm. like her for her. You like her for her personality, for what she brings you, how she makes you but feel. But that is her. No. That's how not is her. she not her personality? Because maybe you don't like it when she poops on the couch. <laughs> if she has if she has great great because if i like her and she poops on the couch i honestly wouldn't mind if she cheats on you <laughs> while she poops is that the same uh, the same action that she's okay, doing like, so but the point of the saying is you don't like people you like the idea of someone of course you like how they make you feel and shit like that yeah that's true exactly so that's why a gold digger is the same exact method like the same thing you you like what it's the person not. gives you the gold digger doesn't like anything in you they want the money they can take your money but the money is the money could be you like how hard working you are how you know focused you are it's just a little different like maybe a, a gold digger by definition is a person being with you in order to be financially remunerated Right, because she likes your success. She likes your hard no, workingness. No, she driven. likes the money. It can be your parents' money. Very often with gold diggers and with people that go for gold diggers, it's not your money. Oh, maybe. You know, so like that that says nothing. They don't distinguish based on that. So, But I do, like, I have conversations sometimes and discussions with like dudes about this and like, oh, girls, they only like the money, blah, 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 blah. And it's like... It is a proxy, right? It is a proxy for how successful you are, how driven you are. And like all of those are fine, like in terms of being attracted to, but sometimes it's easier to correlate them with having money. Like, for example, a a guy has like a nice car, a nice watch, then you initially have the attraction because this is a marker of them being driven or them being successful, blah, 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 blah. Think about it though. Think about it, right? Why do girls, let's not put girls, like guys too, right? Why are you driven to someone with money? Not because for financial freedom. Yes, that's, the, the huge aspect, but also because it makes you huge feel. Ass. 
Okay. It makes it makes you feel like when they have money that you feel more confident. So imagine that emotion confidence is the real KPI, right? So you could take that same thing and apply it to, you know, how a sweet person makes you feel more confident because they tell you encouraging things. Same thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't know. That's that's the perspective my friends were saying. Your friends are wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it's like blatantly obvious. Okay. But yeah, I mean, I mean, money on social media is another thing. I'm not sure if we have time for this, but like, that's a whole other story. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, my God. And I think partially. Okay, so I'm going to tell you something. So partially, I've been really reluctant to because like, like I come from like a decently privileged background and it ha- hasn't always been like that but probably since so as a kid we were like dirt poor but probably in my teens we were like fine like i would say that we like my family is pretty pretty accomplished like and okay. going all, all all the way to kind of my grandparents and stuff like we've always like working hard and like achieving stuff like that's been huge for us and there is that and also like you know and also like i make decent like money myself um and i'm fine completely fine with that like i'm I'm not hugely money driven but i i do i do treat it as like quite an important kpi but i've been reluctant to like show that aspect of like my life or show anything nice or anything like that online because i feel that like i don't really want to become one of those people and it's the same thing about like being attractive because okay so you have a huge social media following but people literally look at you and they think, oh, damn, like, I don't look like that. I wish I looked like that. And it makes me so unhappy that I'm not looking like Addison Ray or like whatever. And they're upset. So, like, they watch their videos, but so- some of them because they're jealous. And, like, that's I really hate. Like, one of the feelings that I hate the most is, like, feeling that someone else is jealous of me and they feel like, I'm better than them. Like, it sounds like a Mother Teresa and I'm actually not, like, that good of a dude. But this, like, I really don't like. And even, like, as a kid, like, I never liked people being jealous of, like, my stuff. So I've honestly, even, like, vacations and shit like that, you know, I did take some time before I was, like, properly share it. And I I think I've done enough work for people to understand that I'm not like that. So now I'm a bit more comfortable. Wow, such a sad life you have. Being people jealous about you. Oh, it's really difficult. Oh, my God, Max. I'm so sorry people are jealous of you. no. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm sorry. No, I actually know how you feel. <laughs> I know how you feel. I know how you feel, though. So the other night, no, you don't. Um, you don't. I don't actually. I actually don't know because I actually know. To be very fair, I don't actually know. My family has never has been very financially struggled. Also, still has. Long story short, I think that most recently, I feel in a maybe in a small scenario like. I moved into a new place and suddenly I was receiving comments of people saying it's really nice and that's fine. But I almost felt weird. It's really because... nice. Thank you. But I, I almost felt weird because I was like, what if people start to, I know what you mean though. The feeling that like, I don't want people to think I'm better than them, more superior. Like I have everything that I, I need. Like, I don't want that, that to come across that way at all. I don't know if that's similar, mm. but that's how I felt. Yeah, yeah, but it but it works, and like sometimes, sometimes showing the end product that is easily, that like has a high appeal, like money 
or and in the end you know it comes from you know raisin brand and it's about brands it's also about i guess personal brands because like very often those two are very close like if you think about like elon musk and tesla it's difficult to distinguish like a publicly traded company and a personal brand of elon musk wow, and, like how much true. is what worth so it's not just about kind of like me and you it's it's also like across the world of business it's a huge huge deal you know with like, uber you... also and like their ex-ceo like travis yeah. if he stayed he would have he would have completely destroyed the most expensive at the time private company in the world just because of his kind of i guess toxic personality traits so like it matters hugely so i think sometimes showing money or like showing women for a guy or showing like a luxurious place or showing how people recognize you in public and stuff like that like that can lure people in to watch your stuff because they're like okay i want to be like that and then for me, like the question is when they ask, what did he do to become like that? Whatever that level is, it's like, it's just stuff that I believe in, which is like work, read, be nice and like all of that stuff. Um, oh, I see. Like you clickbait someone with your toxicity and you tell them the good things about you. I, I think that's actually not the worst thing that a person can do. Um, oh, 100%. I do this yeah. all the time. If, if your message is, is like that, like, you know, what works, works. If this is how you roll and you have a $10,000 in cash like laying around. Okay, sure, like take a photo of it, but like just make sure that you explain that it doesn't come quickly. You're not selling a course that is supposed to make people have that in a week or something like that, you know? So I think it's okay to flaunt it. That's a good. I, that's a good perspective. Like, with you, with power comes responsibility, and if you're responsible, you can use it for good things. I kind of like that. I kind of okay. like that. Well, exactly. Wait, no. Oh, all right, and that wraps up our not cereal show, eating show. Um, Max, I kind of felt like we started off with a very um, interesting topic, and we've kind of yeah. had a more holistic point of view at the end. So I really enjoyed this podcast. Yeah, me too. We had such a journey. We started shallow, you know, at the shallow end, <laughs> you know, just talking about sex, like, oh, you know, blah, blah, blah. And now we end with, like, you have to be nice and, like, the universe is going to yeah, get... Yeah, see, we, we clickbaited people. We clickbaited people we click, into we've it. We've done that. <laughs> okay, so thank you guys for listening. If you enjoyed and you felt like you got value, make sure you give this podcast a five-star review on iTunes. Yep, or less if you feel like you haven't. Uh, no, right. Mac! No! We already went over this. People <laughs> okay. can't give us four all right, stars. Five, five stars only. Five stars or, or go home. Exactly. If you are at home, it, it, it's just a metaphor, so don't take it literally. All right. Do you want to plug anything you're working on? Are you doing anything this week? Plug anything? Um, this week, nothing. If you have an access to a water, if you have some, if you have access to a watermelon in your region, um, go and get yourself one because I've enjoyed mm. mine thoroughly during this podcast. Watermelon's a code word for something, guys. All right, thank you for listening. I'll talk to y'all later.